Oh, what if I told you everything you know about the world is wrong? What if I told you that all the things you believe to be impossible are in fact very much possible? Reality is not what you think it is. It's so much more complicated, fascinating, and above all, boy howdy is it terrifying. We are at the fringes of the map. Oh yeah. And there's more than just dragons. How many how many did we get out of them? Was it five? You start kicking bricks in as quickly as possible. (laughs) It works. You just got it. You start kicking the bricks in as quickly as possible. Oh, you son of a bitch. As some of them begin tumbling, you can hear the rumbling. Some of them are going off almost as soon as you kick them in. All of you, I assume, loaded to the fucking half track. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, your drive dexterity is six from memory. Yeah. You got any willpower left, Sean? Yes, and I'll use it. (laughs) Oh, good, because that's no successes. (laughs) All right, four successes. Fuck, that changed your luck real quick. (laughs) The half track leaps and bumps beneath you. You hear detonation after detonation after detonation. In the front cabin, you cannot see behind you. Brain. But we can. You can. (laughs) You watch as the ice sheet behind you begins to collapse. You are only like a few meters ahead of the collapse. You need to make another drive check. (sighs) Okay. Yep. You're keeping a few meters ahead. It's falling behind you. The half track is making great time. You can see ahead of you that crevice. You reckon if you can get across that crevice, that's got to act. You know enough about demolitions. That crevice will act as an explosion block. It will stop the fucking collapse if you can just get to the other side. This is going to be like the fucking bus jumping the bridge in space. Yeah, (laughs) but we're in a tank in the snow and there are monsters beneath us. You begin losing ground. (laughs) You can feel the tank treads begin losing traction as they stop being entirely on ice. Doctors Kitten and Boxley, the two of you watch as you lose sight of the ice behind you. All of you begin noticing as the half-track begins listing backwards. Turn the gun around and shoot it, propelling us forwards. The gun doesn't turn around. Fuck. Put us in reverse. <laughs> <laughs> you catch air. We're the bus in speed. <laughs> Boom. The half track lands heavily on the other side. You need to make one check, but the bright side is you are safe. The explosion, sure enough, reaches the crevasse, collapses the other half of the crevasse, but the shockwave, the explosion, just hits your side and it does not continue collapsing. You will need to make a drive check just to make sure the half-track stays intact. It is not meant to ramp. The half-track makes an awful noise, and you know it's going to need a service after this. <laughs> but Good thing we've got one of the best mechanics in the business. <laughs> it's going to get you back to base just fine. Fuck yes. Hey, is Dr. Lloyd, like, catatonic at this point? Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Did, we, did we bring her along? <laughs> <laughs> you 
fucking leg it. The half track is not nearly as fast as the rat box, but it will be faster than fucking walking. (laughs) As the sun begins to set on day three, you begin to arrive back at Alpha Camp. Ah, fucking hell. The engine of the half-track makes that subtle popping noise of a hot engine in very cold weather. You can see steam is coming from beneath the hood. Well, chaps, time for dessert. (laughs) 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 Oh, jeez. So uh, when I was down there, dude. From round behind... Alpha camp. No, not where the other fucking hole is. A figure, a giant figure, as tall as ten men, slowly loops around. You can see, dragging behind it, what is left of the corpse of Attila Yilmaz. You recognize him only by his Turkish uniform. The creature turns lumberingly, laboriously to face you. It looks like a Neanderthal, but incredibly huge. It has a giant scraggly beard that looks like it's never been kept or washed. It has long, matted hair, and you can see all around its mouth is heavy, thick, stained blood. It looks at you with two black, beady eyes, and with hands that have two thumbs each, it slowly drags Yilmaz's body up, opens its maw, bites down into him, and tears off a chunk of his torso. Bloody hell. What do you do? Shit our pants. Scream? Uh, yeah, can we agree on... <laughs> oh, uh, hey, uh, hey, hey, Richie. Now would be a, yeah. you know, Load it up. shoot it with the gun. Yep. You hear Van Wall unlumber one of the shells, and he begins starting to load it. Face towards that damn fucking thing. <laughs> yeah, we're doing it. Let's yeah, fire. Yeah, I, I get yep. my AK as well. You slowly turn the turret so that it is facing the creature. Yep. It doesn't seem to really understand what's about to happen Good. to it. <laughs> Can we drop? So what's the? what are we aiming at? Uh, well, that's kind of up to Van Wall right Shut now. Hey, dick. 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 Yeah, yeah. shoot it in the dick. Yeah. Right, dick let's go off. to initiative. Because at least then you might hit the uh, femoral artery too. This is true. Oh, this thing's nude, right? Or is it wearing like clothes? No, it wears clothes. Yeah, it wears yeah. heavy furs. Yeah. So it looks like it looks like a like a jar. Oh, fuck, Adam, are these giants? I mean. Are these a. F- no, man. like. Every description so far has been a giant. No, no, but I thought it was like just some kind of weird creature, but it's just it's just giants. There's a dick. There's a way. Let's blow it off. It's just (laughs) they're just frost giants. Frost giants. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. This is fucking Thor shit. (laughs) Where's my hammer? (laughs) Oh yeah, I could pick the hammer up. I got a pure heart. (laughs) (laughs) The giant just stares dumbly at you, Boxley. It's your turn. Um. So who's behind the the turret in the van is currently loading. Okay, great. Uh, I I might as well get my AK-47 then and try to... You aim the AK-47, click. Oh, no. At no point did anyone check to see if these things were loaded. Goddamn Russians. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it's the Russians. Hey, maybe the uh, spy took them. You know, it's a uh, real... If the spy was our Turkish friend, we're, we're safe. That's fine. <laughs> Van fires. 
The cannon roars over your head, brain. It nearly deafens you, but then the shell strikes the giant dead in its gut. It staggers backwards and then looks at you furious. Wait, it didn't die? No, kitten, Stra- it's your turn. So it stri- didn't die? No. Nope. Just say straight in the gut. Yeah. Ah, we missed. We missed the dick. <laughs> Can I try loading a shell? You start fumbling with the shell, you'll load it next round. Okay, I can't get this in. <laughs> and Brain, what would you like to do? I'd like to drive straight at it. <laughs> We're All in right. the tank! Yeah. Go straight at it. Why not? What do you got to lose? Life? We shot it in the stomach. Nothing happened. What do you want to do? Run away? Ah, uh, run it over. All right. <laughs> you floor it. The half track leaps towards the giant. You strike the giant in its legs. The half track is not tall enough to reach its chest. The giant needs to make a check. It falls over. We it does. It in the gooch. The giant falls <laughs> down and lands kind of on top of the half track. The half track (laughs) crumples a bit underneath the giant's weight. The giant begins scrambling and trying to get itself up. You hear Van scream as the giant grabs Van by the head, lifts him up, and then crunch. Van's head is destroyed. Van's headless corpse hits the ground next to... Dr. Lloyd, who screams and begins backing further away <laughs> into the half Yeah, drive. how's she going, Adam? Yeah. She just is screaming and screaming and screaming. She does nothing. Boxley, it's your turn. Fuck. All right. So Kitten's up trying to get this shell in. Mm-hmm. Are you still trying to do that even after our- Oh, yeah. No, I'm uh, I'm yeah. having a go here. You but, can give uh, it a shot if you want. It's made it yeah. real hard because some numbnuts drove it into the giant's legs. Oh, well, where's the where's the where's it aiming now? It's uh, probably aiming at its, like, knee vaguely, but yeah. it's not going to be an easy shot necessarily. I, I don't have the I don't have fucking any good firearms or any familiarity. I have no thing. weaponry it's gonna be a... I'm all I'm all cerebral. Yeah, but kindness. neither do I, dude. That's the issue. Yeah. So I don't know if I'd be able to help you that much. Mm. I don't think you can. No. All right. Yeah, I don't have much weaponry skills either. Oh, fuck. I thought you were good at everything. Well, there is one move I've got, but you're, it's you. Okay. Um, keep it down though keep it on the ground you, you could try loading a shell if you wanted to yeah. if you roll and get it the shell is going to be locked and loaded yeah, for kitten that. but if you do that and fuck it up then you're ruining kitten's attempt as well oh god he's Good. already had half an attempt have a crack, have a crack it'll back. be a chance die have, have a crack, crack. alright we're having right. a crack chance die oh, you got any willpower left oh yeah I'll use the willpower that uh, had Unfortunately, you just foul it up. You'll be able to get it next turn if no one interrupts you. Van is dead. Kitten, it's your turn. I'm going to have a go (laughs) again at the shell, and I'm going to spend my last point of willpower on it. Oh, good job. You load the shell. Yes. All right. All right. Okay, we got this thing humming now. (laughs) Brain, it's your turn. What do you want to do? I exit the tank. All right, you hop out of the tank. <laughs> so this thing is still on the ground, sort of. On yeah, top of the it's tank? still on the ground. It's prone. All right, cool. Um, I oh, actually, <laughs> he's about if... to shoot a shell at it. I don't know Do you want to is... be near the guy? I don't know if this is possible. Actually, the size of his neck. One of my merits is chokehold. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Do you're going to be get able... around him. You, I don't think you could just get your arms around him. I'm so sorry. Fuck. <laughs> 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 is there anything nearby, like? So he's near our base? Yeah. Yeah. 
You could go into the base and look around. Uh, you only uh, had the one rifle. You know that there is a trank yeah, rifle. Trank and rifle. you know that Lieutenant Brewer's office has that. Oh, that, that Nazi pistol. Those are your options. What do we want, Nazi pistol or trank? I think trank rifle, to mm. be honest. What's the significance of the Nazi pistol? I think it's just like. Um, he got it from a soldier in the war who had never been fired. He got it from a uh, officer yeah, a, surrendering. An officer surrendering to it. It's like a only got one bullet type situation. You no, don't know if it's, it's loaded. never been. It's ne- it was never fired. Go that was the whole gun. thing. I run inside and try and find this trank gun. All right, so you don't know if it's going to be in supply room one or supply room two. Yep. Now, I'm going to write down yep. which supply room it's in. Yeah. I've written it down. You don't know which one it is in. Yep. One or two. They are on opposite ends of the fucking base. Which one are you going to run to? One. It is in supply room. Oh three. no. Supply room one. Yeah, if we two. say it, if we say it, no, it's supply room one. <laughs> I, I uh, listeners, on we saw a one on the pad. Adam is now line. cheating. Is supply room one closer to the Nazi gun? It is, yes. I'll take that. Well, uh, you'll unfortunately you spend your turn scrambling around in supply I room one. I won't take that. <laughs> on your next turn, you'll be able to get it, though. Okay, gotcha. Fuck. It's the giant's turn. Damn it. Okay, so. <laughs> fuck. Brain is no longer there. Mm-hmm. Kitten. Boxley and Lloyd. <laughs> oh, no. So I'm going to roll a six-sided dice. One and two is Boxley. Three and four is Kitten. Five and six is Lloyd. For what? Who it's going to attack. No, don't show us. <laughs> I don't. Oh, fuck. Boxley. <laughs> You lucky fucking bastard. <laughs> the giant reaches down trying to grab at you, yeah. but you manage to, I'm just going to say you hop out of the half track and the giant swings trying to reach you, but is unable, just kicks up snow instead. Boxley, it's your turn. No, I don't have any bullets. Remember I tried that. Didn't you load the thing? It's loaded I, right now. I've loaded yeah. it, yeah, but you've got to get back in the tank to do that. Oh. It's not a great shot right now. Yeah. So what you could do is you could try and taunt the giant to the front of the tank. Oh, fuck yes, I do. Awesome that. <laughs> what do you do? Describe it how you do this. Okay. Um I I climb back on top of the the half tank. Not in the way of the, the gun though. <laughs> Just want to be clear of that. Stand in front of the gun. I say, uh hey dickhead <laughs> uh there's this dude in here in this tank right now who I thought was the biggest, dumbest piece of shit I'd ever met. <laughs> and then I met you. <laughs> the giant turns to look at you. You don't think it speaks English. <laughs> but you're making a lot of noise and you are what it wanted just a moment ago and yeah. you've eluded it. So it starts crawling its way towards you and begins trying to stand up. That was Boxley Kitten. It's your turn. If it's crawling towards the tank... As it's slowly trying to get up, can I shoot it in the face? You can shoot it in the back. It's crawling away from me. Yeah. Okay. Worth it. Yeah, I'm going to shoot the fuck out of it. All right. Let's go. Do you have... Willpower? Willpower. I don't, unless I want to indulge either my virtue or my vice. What are they? Honesty and... And, um... I... So, Lloyd is a bit... Is freaking out. Yeah. So, what would be a smart move is to try to calm her down. Uh Uh-huh. What would be dumb is if I told her... That we are probably going to die. Are you doing that? Yes. <laughs> I'm going to be honest in my detriment. <laughs> Describe it. Um, as I, like, spin the gun towards the giant, 
where is Lloyd? Doing she's in the back shit. with you. She's in. She's next to me. Yeah. So, uh, I guess it's not aliens then, but uh, you know, it's uh, Lloyd. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, there's a very high chance that we're dying today or tomorrow or not getting home. We yes, have sir. no plane, no helicopter, no radio, no nothing. And uh, it's been a mighty fine pleasure to, you know, know you, but uh, this is probably the last day you'll have. And I just sort of like, I just think, you know, there's no point pretending that it's better than it is. There's an entire city of them beneath our feet and they are, oh boy, they're hungry and big and mean. And uh, hey, I guess you made that discovery, but maybe we name them after somebody else, eh? Did that do anything? Made me cry. <laughs> Lloyd <laughs> begins panicking. As she begins panicking, the giant turns back to look at the half-track and you. You have aroused its attention. You'll, I'll give you your willpower back. Thank you. I'd like to spend willpower on this. I want to shoot it in its dumb face. Best kill it. <laughs> <laughs> I better. If you wanted to, you actually can make a targeted shot. It's a negative four, so this will become a chance dive. But if you succeed... It's a targeted shot to its head. I just got all that willpower back. Mm. But it's a definite get. targeted shot. Targeted shot? <laughs> yeah. Let's close one eye. Oh, you yeah. idiot. <laughs> 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 Boom! You miss. Uh-huh. Uh, why do I let you talk me into yeah, things? I don't know why you did that. <laughs> Brain, it's your turn. Do you want to grab the do you want to grab the Luger? Uh how long is it going to take me to get back to the other room and grab the trank gun? It will take you your entire turn to get the trank gun. Yeah, I'll do that. All right. You sprint to the other supply room, and immediately you open the door, and there's, the trank gun is leaning against the wall right there. You're cursing out Richard uh, Masur, but you grab the trank gun, and you sprint back. Yep. Great. That's unfortunately your turn. Yep. It's the giant's turn. Odds or evens. There's only two targets right now. Evens. And you'd prefer if Lloyd died, right? No, no. Adam. Yeah? It's going to go for Lloyd. Right? Okay. What a monster. But I'm very hasty, and Mm -hmm. I act without thinking, and I run out and try to lure the giant towards me. Okay. You take... I'm dead. Oh, buddy. You take eight points (laughs) of lethal damage. It grabs you, picks you up, and throws you into the floor. Kidding you, you were thrown against the ground so hard, the last thing you feel is your spine break. <laughs> Kitten. Uh, Boxley, it's your turn. We're uh, not getting out of this. No. <laughs> I mean, I got nothing left. I've just watched I've just watched my friend die. Uh, Wait, was that half an hour ago? <laughs> Should have told him he was your friend. Nah. <laughs> Look, no regrets. So, options. Do we have any more, what do you call them, left? Shells? Shells. Yeah, yep. you got like another 28, I think. You got tons. Yep. All right. <sighs> but it's going to take me a minimum two turns to actually get it going. I mean, yeah, I'll go for that. You jump back into the half track and you begin trying to load another shell. It's mm. a Chad style, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you'll be able to get it next turn. Cool. And then it is Brain, your turn. You burst out. Into the snow, you, unfortunately, uh, Kitten is on the other side of the half tracks. You just don't see Kitten. You can see Boxley trying to load the, another shell, and you can see the giant standing next to the half track. Um, 
So you got the gun. Yeah, I got the gun. I think I just aim it, aim it and shoot it. You thump, thunk. The trank dart hits the giant. It puts a giant meaty hand to the to the little dart, pulls it out, and then it keeps going. <laughs> Fucking hell. It took three got? darts to take down a polar bear. This thing's the size of a building. It's the giant's turn. Yeah. You oh fuck. Odds or evens. Even evens. Evens? Alright, would you like it to go for Lloyd instead of you? Yep. Right. <laughs> no no hesitation. The giant is about to approach you, Brain, as the person who just shot it with a little dart. It doesn't really know what you you can see it doesn't understand what you've just done to it, but it knows that you hit it with a dart and that has made it mad. As it steps towards you, Lloyd keeps screaming. The giant puts both of its hands over its ears, looks down at Lloyd, then grabs her like King Kong lifting a woman in a white dress, lifts her up, and then throws her. You hear her screams fade into the darkness. Jesus That's right, the sun's going down. It's nighttime, yeah. Boxley... You, I'm going to give you a little hint here. Okay. The giant is standing right next to you right now. Yeah. It's around the back of the half track, though. So you actually, even if you loaded a shell, it wouldn't matter. You're right. looking at all of these shells, and you remember back to the Russian base mm-hmm. where a fire caused all of their ammunition to go off. Okay. Time for the Scaredy Boy special demo. Kill it with fire. Does your character have a lighter? Uh, yes. Um, as in generally, do I have one in my, yeah. my kit or anything? Would your like ca- that? Does your character smoke? I've yeah. got a tool belt that's got lots of things in it. Can he steal it from me? He could if you, uh, he either would need to go over and get it from you or you would need to throw it to him. But because your turn is right after him, if you want, Boxley, you mm. could hop down to where the fuel intake is, look over to Brain and call out for something to light a fire with. All right. Let's do it. Yep. That's right. right. You throw a, a end over end, a lighter. You grab yes. Oh, yes! the lighter. If you just light, if you're happy to just light and be here for the explosion, it is such a perfect occasion. Mm. But I'm not going to make you kill your character like this. Not unless you want to. And I like that lighter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> baby! You, the hole is big enough to put your fucking arm in. You <laughs> shove your arm into the petrol tank of the half track. The explosion kills you instantly. Brain, yeah. you are thrown end over end back into the fucking wall of Alpha Base. You slide down to a stop. You can see ahead of you, your vision begins winking in and out. In and out. You can see the burning, crumpled, curled open remains of the half track. And you can see just off to the side a burning lump of flesh. Yep. In and out. In and out. It's nighttime. The only thing you can see by is the light of the flames from the half track. In and out. In and out. At some point, a new light begins illuminating the landscape. The sun has risen on day four. In and out, in and out. You hear snow begins to part. The oldest, he fucking fought in eight world wars. You can't kill this motherfucker. Invincible. A wireframe helicopter lands in a clearing. Brain, you see his two soldiers hop off the helicopter. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. One sprints towards the burning lump. Another one comes to you. As he runs towards you, he's got a rifle in his hands. He lowers it. He gets down close to you. You see him clearly, but when he speaks, it's like from the other end of a tunnel. Stay with me, boy. Stay with me. You have just barely enough time to register that he called you a boy. (laughs) And then you lose consciousness. (laughs) October 27th, 1952, a.k.a. Day Zero. Zamet. Yep. You're Major George Kirkpatrick of the 82nd Airborne Company. Currently attached to Carrier Strike Group 8, part of the North Atlantic Fleet. You are performing a training exercise right now. It's a joint Navy-Army exercise, mm-hmm. a, a test almost, part training, part test, to see, <laughs> basically to see what happens when paratroopers are dropped at sea. <laughs> All right. It's a four-week exercise. You are about halfway through said exercise. This entire thing has been very nebulous to you. As a man of the military, you're very used to getting definite orders of very, very, like, structured nature, very specific. You're very used to having a specific objective, something that you've got to achieve within a certain time frame for these reasons. It's always been very exact. This has been one of the most nebulous tasks you've ever been given. Just testing airboard. It feels very, yeah, it feels very slapdash. You've been given a broad mandate simply to just test what it's like to drop paratroopers at sea. All right. No specific goals in mind. Okay, I uh, halfway through, I guess I've been recording heart rates or just like sure. people's general feelings. Being Turns out like... dropping people in the Atlantic, it's cold. <laughs> <laughs> Can't do it for very long, actually. A lot of your soldiers are out with hypothermia right now. Uh, if we like exposed for more than, um, what, a few minutes, uh, hypothermia kicks in. People are reporting yeah. shortness of breath, uh, vision loss, loss of consciousness. Any like a lot of if there, if there is any communication for back and forth would be a lot of like what exactly are you needing to know uh, any specifics? Here's a lot of anytime a, a, a daughter here. Anytime you radio back for information, anytime you speak to higher ups, they congr- First off, they congratulate you <laughs> on a job well done. They thank you, sir. Sir, they tell you that you're doing a remarkable work out there. And that your initiative will be logged for future reference, and this will reflect well on your career service record. That that's good to hear. And is then, all I respond with. And then they just tell you to keep going. <laughs> of course, we'll we'll keep we'll keep going. So part of the part of Carrier Strike Group Eight, yep. part of the Officer Corps is, or included within the the Officer hierarchy, is a man by the name of Ridley Harris. Ridley Harris is, you would refer to him as a Navy spook, a spy, mm. essentially. He works for Navy, Naval Intelligence. Okay. 
kind of a almost a precursor. Right. Well, the CIA does exist, but works for the precursor yeah, to the CIA, yeah, yeah. the OSS, which is still kind of kicking around. All right. Well, so it was a spy, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, very simple. I'm giving him a nickname of Riddles. That just make, makes sense. <laughs> you can give him whatever nickname you want. He doesn't okay. seem to be too concerned about that sort of stuff. He remains looped in mm-hmm. on all higher communications. So anytime you and the other officers, both Navy and Army officers, mm-hmm. anytime you're communicating with each other or among yourselves or back to the Pentagon in Washington, mm-hmm. anytime you're communicating like that, he is constantly being looped in. It's just okay. been part part of your mandate is that he is to be looped in. Yeah, no you're worries. not sure why. He doesn't huh. seem to be interested at uh. all. Uh, okay, is he there at with with us, or is he just like on on like? Yeah, his, he's okay. he's been he's been assigned as part of. This is never. This is not something that has ever happened before. He's been assigned as a attaché from the intelligence community. What that means, <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> am I? They, is, is he my superior, or am I his superior, or is it a bit a bit of a different sort of hierarchy? He is a quotation mark civilian contractor, so you have no authority over him, mm-hmm. and he has no authority over you. Basically, are they are they is he friendly? He's <laughs> polite enough. He like I said, he seems largely disinterested yeah. with anything. He okay. just seems to be purely here to sit and twiddle his thumbs. Right, uh, and maybe at some at some point during the training, it would be like. That uh, um, well, if you notice uh, riddles, there's uh, the people with a higher, uh, I guess, as a as a BMI can last a little bit lo- longer in the in the cold he, when we um, drop them into the the water. He looking at the report nods. He maybe you're on the deck, the flight deck of Carrier Group Eight. Carrier Group Eight is led by a uh, a aircraft carrier called Wasp. Okay. And you would be on the deck of Wasp. Mm-hmm. There's bombers all around you, small, short-ranged bombers just to for the mm-hmm. paratroopers to be dropped in. There there are no fighters currently on the on the Wasp. It's all transport craft, which is also something that you aren't a navy man. Yep. But that is also unusual. <laughs> In addition to the bombers, you also know below decks there are a bunch of helicopters. You don't know why they're here. You've not used them. Strange. It's all very... you, you wouldn't insert people. You wouldn't paradrop people by helicopter. It's weird that you have them. Okay, it's... All right. You're on the flight desk of Wasp. Yep. Ridley is sitting at a in a chair just mm-hmm. looking out over the sea. You hand him this report. He looks at it, looks up at you and says, that's great. Good job. Uh, thanks. Um, do you know? Do you know what we're even looking for uh, with these? Uh, I guess exercises. First off, yes. Ridley says you're doing a great job. Thank, thank Excellent you. work. Thank you. I I've got friends back in Washington, and they're telling me they are very impressed with what you're doing out here. That's really great to hear. It just some. Um, I guess to narrow it down, I, I, I'm I'm taking, you know, I'm I'm keeping track of when they launch. I don't know if that is necessary. Um, Sir, but you both turn around and you see a... And let's try to keep it... Let's not try to snicker too much. You see a, a Navy seaman <laughs> approaching you. He doesn't have to salute you because you're not in the same mm-hmm. branch as him, but he salutes you nonetheless. I salute him back. He looks at Ridley and he says, uh, Sir, there's a communique for you in the radio room. Ridley stands up, dusts off... He doesn't have any dust on, but he dusts <laughs> off his pants and says, I'll be right back. Yeah, no, no, I'll, I'll, we'll keep continuing the ec- exercises. What's, uh, what, what was for, for breakfast today? 
I ask the um, Navy se- seaman. Without even really thinking about it, casually just says, slop, as per usual. Right, I'll um, make a note of slop yet again in the records. A few minutes later, over the loudspeaker all across WASP, mm-hmm. there is an announcement. Mm-hmm. Hello, Officer Core, please report to the briefing room. Oh, Officer Core, please report to the briefing room. Over. Like, and then maybe the interim, like maybe on the on the side of the 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 the, the ship, just kind of looking out. We would be watching uh, as I guess you watch as people a, are being dropped into yeah, the ocean. A short range bomber is being is yeah. flying just ahead of the carrier group, mm-hmm. and you see parachute, 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 parachute mm-hmm. as more paratroopers are being dropped <laughs> into the into the Atlantic yep. Ocean. Like, do I have like an assistant or someone also like taking notes or yeah, anything like you that? You can name them if you want. Oh, okay. Uh, let's call them. They would um, be a lieutenant, so it's Lieutenant Bruce. Bruce. Mm. Bruce. I let. I let. Uh, what I'm thinking is, I let Damo name his seals, so I'll let you <laughs> name your assistant. It's kind of the same thing. Yeah, that's look. That's fair yeah. enough. Uh, we'll we'll call it um, uh, Bruce Chandler. Bruce Chandler is at your side, probably pretty constantly taking down notes. Uh, Lieutenant uh, Chandler, um, we've got, I guess, the usual height, eye color. Uh, I guess maybe include a column of hair length. <laughs> column of uh, hair length, then yes. Yeah, uh, that that se- they seem to like when we put physical characteristics. Good thing, yeah. sir. Good thing, sir. Yeah. And shoe size. Um, and shoe size. We'll put and shoe, shoe size. size. And yeah. shoe size. Yeah. Standard army boot, he says, <laughs> as good, he writes. Good work. Do you think do you, uh, any any other categories we think you think we should include, Lieutenant? They seem to like it when you include names as well, specifics. Yeah, maybe get like uh, maybe even their their mother's maiden name next. Yeah, yeah, yeah ask yeah. ask them about their mother's maiden names. We'll do so. We'll do. Good work, good work, Lieutenant. Right. Good work. You head to the briefing room. <laughs> yep. The lieutenant comes with, as he, he's reviewing some of his notes, and you hear him muttering about stuff that he's going to have to type up later mm, for the official mm. report. You get to the briefing room, and inside, standing next to the projector, is Ridley, mm-hmm. uh, Ridley Harris, and then also the carrier group's captain. Basically, the, the naval person in charge of all of this. He would be your equivalent, the highest ranking member of the Navy here. He's in charge of not just the Wasp, mm-hmm. but also all of the smaller carrier, all of the smaller destroyers mm-hmm. and other ships that are part of this little little fleet, if you okay. will. Do they Ridley. Have, do they have a name? Uh, <laughs> or do I get to name them? You can name him, sure. Uh, Captain uh, Norm Foley. Captain Norm Foley and Ridley Harris are both standing by the projector. Mm-hmm. As once everyone else is seated, it's the entire officer corps here. So everyone, the most junior officer possible, right up until obviously you and then Captain Foley are all here. Ridley Harris gives a presentation. He clicks a little, like a little little pen clicker thing, mm-hmm. and you see a. A map of the local area of the Atlantic, and then just kind of some maybe some parts of Greenland that are visible from how far away you are, yep. and then also you see a large map called the Fletcher Ice Sheet. It's a big, detailed or as detailed as it can be map of said ice sheet. You can see a little dot 
that's labeled Alpha Base, and then nearby a little dot that's named Soviet Dash One. Oh. Ridley Harris speaks. We um, we're being repurposed. We are to make all haste in the direction here of he gestures Alpha Base. There's been a incident. We're going to need a joint operation, obviously, between Navy and Army. You are the ones that are here. The Navy will be getting us close, and then, unfortunately, there's no easy access to Fletcher's Island or to Alpha Base. Thankfully, we have exactly the people for the job. This is actually so fucking suspicious. Literally, you, the 82nd Airborne, are the group that would be doing this sort of stuff. You just happen to be here at the right time in the right place. I'll just file that away for a, a, a later thought. This would require a helicopter insert, and the 82nd Airborne are the first American company to be trained with helicopter inserts. Helicopter insert, right. Okay. I'm like maybe taking a look at the, the, the map and seeing like the best approach and like where would be perfect to kind of drop people off. And I'm like, in my head now, I'm like, oh, this, this wasn't, they don't care about any data. They were just getting our team used to getting be dropped in somewhere cold it's just like okay okay (laughs) all starting to like click at the place ah ridley harris finishes by saying we are to make full speed to the fletcher ice sheet and also we are to observe radio silence until the conclusion of this operation are there any questions just one are we to expect any resistance from the soviets as far as we're aware it is a possibility Yep. How armed and the disposition of Soviet Dash 1 is unknown to us. Is this potentially a Cold War turning hot? Ridley looks to the entire room, and you looking around as well, Kirkpatrick, you see there is a tension in the room. Since the end of World War II, tensions between the Soviet Union and the United States obviously have only gotten worse and worse. Mm. Some people are calling it Though there is no open hostilities, some oh, people are calling it a a cold war, mm. if you will. Mm. Ridley says, I'd like everyone except senior officers to please leave the briefing room. A bunch of people, including Lieutenant Chandler, mm. all get up and leave. Ridley addressing just you, Captain Foley, and then just a few a handful of senior officers. What we are about to do mm-hmm. is classified. Classified top secret. I'm talking about the sort of top secret that gets you buried in a shallow grave. Understood. As far as we're aware, the Soviets are still there, but as far as we're aware, they're not going to be very interested in us. So then, who will be interested in us? As far as we're aware, we're going to have our hands full with something else. Ridley refuses to elaborate further. Like, like look around to the other officers or the other senior officers and like... They all look just as confused as you. What are, the, what are the rules of engagement with this one? Do we have permission to open fire on the enemy first? Or is it... What, what are the rules of engagement here, sir? Ridley thinks for a moment and says, You can open fire. If something's hostile towards you, you can open fire. November 17th, 1952. Three weeks later. Major Kirkpatrick, you've seen the corpse. You know what one of them looks like. As mangled and destroyed as it was, it was hard to subdue. 
almost as soon as your soldiers landed on the island, they came under attack from that thing, crawling and dragging its way, refusing to die. Your men fired round after round after round. You saw their after-action reports, but like I said, an after-action report can't really describe the corpse that you saw. No. By the time it finally stopped moving, it was more lead than anything else. It had had teeth that were as, as big as my arm. You've been told to keep a lid on this as best as you can, and you have cleverly decided to isolate any of the first soldiers on the island who saw that body from anyone else. Of course. Your current mission is twofold. Keep secure and keep secret. With the Soviets within visual distance, you can see they're doing the same thing. Their base, Soviet-1, is abuzz with activity. As just as many soldiers as what yours has currently, and you can see they're doing basically the same thing that you're doing. Mm -hmm. You have created what your soldiers are referring to as the frozen citadel. (laughs) (laughs) With a simply enormous amount of effort from your engineers, you've been able to construct two sets of walls, one guarding from without and one guarding from within. The alpha base, what was left of it after you encountered it, has been slowly repaired by Ridley and a few more people that have arrived on Fletcher's Island. Mm. G-men, like Mm. him, with broad clearance to do whatever they want. They and some scientists have sequestered themselves within the repaired alpha base, and you are basically just to keep whatever's going on in there secret from the rest of the world. Of course. Yes, sir. What are we telling the men, sir? What did they see, sir? You, looking at Ridley, you could see that he is debating something in his head. And finally... Over the din of the from within Alpha Base, all you can you can't see anything, but you can hear constant slow mining operation. Kirkpatrick, come with me. I start he, stepping behind him. He leads you through the inner gate into Alpha Base. As he walks, he turns back to you, and he has the sun bounces hard off the ice here, so it creates quite a lot of glare. He has those, you know, the clip-on mm. sunglasses. Oh, He's got yeah. those over his regular massive thick black glasses. He flips the shades up. On the 29th of August, 1949, the Soviets secretly conducted their first successful weapon test. Mm. A bomb called First Lightning, based on our designs of Fat Man. Would I have heard rumors of this um, lightning? No, this would probably be... You would not have known this. Mm. This is probably a bit of a shock to you to hear that the Soviets have the nuke. Okay. You Now you begin shouting over the, the terrific rumbling of the drill. In 1950, they had two functioning bombs. With our best knowledge, yep. next year, they'll have nearly 200. 200. We need a counter. Something that could give our boys a fighting chance if Ivan strikes first. The Pentagon were rattling their brains and something fell out. You get to, within Alpha Base, you realize the Alpha Base building basically doesn't exist anymore. It's literally a facade meant to trick your soldiers. <laughs> Inside uh-huh. Alpha Base is a massive mining operation. You look down at a tunnel that extends so far down into the earth. How far down does that go? All the way, Ridley says. All the way. 
You step into an elevator and begin slowly descending down into the darkness. You can hear deep below you that drilling continues. A pre-war program called Blackwatch. At the time, they'd become nothing more than a daze from being mothballed office space. So far down into the dirt of the Pentagon, so far from the sun that worms were eaten at them. They'd been researching something called Project Reichenbach. He hands you, from his briefcase, a dossier, a little file. I grab the file and start, like, flipping through it. You see awful graphic pictures. People with arms upon arms upon arms. Men with eyes where they should have teeth. Some people who have grown so much hair that you cannot recognize them as a human being anymore. Did they open the portal to a hell? Project Reichenbach is a way to extend the human life beyond what you or I could ever conceive. Thing is, Blackwatch weren't the first people running these experiments. And we've heard some of those other experiments were a bit more successful. You hear... My God. From below you. Over the sounds of the drill, you hear... I I go to reach for my sidearm. Ridley puts a hand on your weapon and says, Don't worry about it, they can't get to us yet. That's where you come in. Yet. You've come down to the bottom of the elevator. You can see there are a bunch of engineers and scientists Mm. working on platforms that have been stuck into the sides of where the drilling is happening. And you can see this massive boring equipment that spews sand and ice above it, which is being put onto other elevators and taken up and away. Mm. Ridley looks at one of the engineers working the machine. You can see stamped on the side of the machine in big black letters. Oh, there's floodlights all over the place, so you can see quite well. Stamped on the side of the machine are big black bold letters, Bismarck Mining Corporation. Ridley, when he does the, he does a little gesture. Mm-hmm. When he does that, the engineers start mimicking the gesture, and then the, the machine is turned off. Someone get me a glow stick. A glow stick is passed to him. He cracks it, and you can see just the little green dim light. Now, down below us is the answer to a lot of questions we have. He drops the glow stick, and it clatters through some cracks and down into the darkness below. Eventually, it illuminates for you more of them. That corpse that you found. Hundreds of them. (laughs) As the light illuminates them, you can see all of them are staring up at you, mouths open hungrily. They all gesture up with hands, not unlike your own, except every single one of them has two thumbs instead of one. Do you know how much it took? Do you know how much it took to take down one? We need what they have before the Soviets get it. Yes, sir. The 80 seconds got you. We'll get it done. 